Blog Talk Radio. Don't go to bed with no price on your head. about dreams, determination, and dedication, and the journey taken to realize them, focusing on transitioning from one level to another and recognizing when and how to move to the next chapter. And you have, like you said, our host, Atal, Gypsy Star, and the newly added Dr. Phil. And yes, we're in the house. It is that time of week again where we get to talk about to talk about because we want to talk about it. So <laughs> let, let, let's, let's first check in. How's everybody's week? What's going on with you? Tell me something good. <laughs> phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. 
Okay, that's a description. What yeah. happened? What's phenomenal? Did you get married? Did you find some money? Would you, you know, <laughs> find oh, the money at the end of the rainbow? What's happening? <laughs> no, I just, I really, 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 really enjoyed um, my family, uh, my my grandbaby, um, and most of all, my boyfriend um, came in and uh, kind of surprised me. I thought he was going to go and be with his family. And, yeah, all I can say is it was a weekend to remember. Very, very nice. Okay. That's all we need to know, that no TMI. <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's, let's stop it right there. We, we'll just say we happy for you. <laughs> Yeah, I saw her earlier yeah. today. She walked in singing. She walked in singing another uh, Shaka Khan song. She was in. She was walking around talking about some. Oh, we think. Uh, yeah, so we know she had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what we live for, right? We live for the weekend. You know. You remember that song, SOS Band, Weekend Girl? Oh, yeah. It was nice. Okay. Right. <laughs> now, that you, now that you got a theme song, I guess you were the Jack of Spades. Jack, Jack, Jack. Okay, my bad. Okay, I went there. All right. And you got, you got your theme song. We got, like, let's talk about it. Okay. So, um, uh, Gypsy, how was your week? My week was okay until today. I had two upsetting things that happened. One, I just stumbled upon one of my kids' uh, Christmas list, and I need a job. Um, (laughs) 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 Is anybody hiring 11-year-olds for but she can sew <laughs> We send her to Malaysia It was called a work study um, <laughs> I heard that um, Man I'm looking at this Christmas Anyway I ain't even jumping into that and Then, But before that Everything was good Except for you know I was giving a buddy of mine a ride home And we were talking about music And I had played this remake and then I had stopped it. I said, nah, because you know I'm planning on doing something and I'm going to stop the song and then I'm going to play the original. And I played the original and she was like, oh man, that's the original. Oh yeah. And then she had the audacity to say, who made this? I can't find the, I can't picture the voice. I can't, I've heard the voice before. I just don't know who this is. You want to put out my car indefinitely. Hey, whatever. I, <laughs> I ain't, ain't mentioning no names, but if you, mm, you, know, you didn't folks want to, but that's okay. Call in, and, <laughs> if folks want to call in and chime in, and, you know, hey. <laughs> but anyway. you know, the song was "All I Do Is Think of You." Now, I originally played "Truth," and then you know, I played. The original people who made the song. Please. Jackson 5. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just, that's why you my brother, right there, right there. Yes, yes. So I'm 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 going in tomorrow, and and uh, they gonna have to question. I'm questioning their black card just off rip. You didn't know Michael Jackson's voice, and you know you just you, well, I need you know to that's not, that's not a questioning of the black card. That's a revoking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you don't, if you don't know, if you, hey, if you didn't, if you, if you didn't know white Michael, then that would have been like uh, an admonishment. When you don't know black Michael, you're like, we have to question your melanin content. We have to like, yeah. you know, if you win, <laughs> hey, if you doing blackface or something, how you not know black Michael? Like when you have melanin, yeah, like I bet you Retro Do- Rachel Dozer know that. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I know. Everybody, I know everybody, everybody should know Black Michael. Okay. Right. And we ain't talking about like. I know. We ain't just talking about Black Jerry Curl Michael. We talking to quote Pat, Cat Williams Afro Big Bell Pepper Nose Michael Jackson. That's the one we talking about. I know, right? Yeah. Okay. To my defense. Right. To my defense. Uh-oh, somebody feel like they've been called out. Let's... Uh, yeah, hello. I had to um, defend myself here. It's only because I haven't heard the song in a long time. That's all it was. Yes, I remember. As soon as he said it, I was. I felt like I had to walk through the <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, hey, hey, we got somebody on the line. Who is this? Let's find out what they got to say. Who? Who? Who this? Let's put him on. All right. Who this is? Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? Hold up. They're coming in. They're coming in. We're going to find out who this is. All right. We want to know who this is. And right now we're talking about um, white Michael versus black Michael. And should your uh, color card be revoked? If you didn't know Black Michael's voice, so first, who is this? Where are you calling from? And then you need to weigh in. This is uh, Hello? can you hear me? Yeah, hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is uh, Lenard Taylor. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> this brother went with the whole government. <laughs> <laughs> you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth. Whole truth and nothing but the truth. Like so, so help you, Jehoshaphat. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so y'all know the topic of the day. The whole topic is going to be Byron Allen, and um, you know what the Justice Department and Supreme Court might do to uh, the civil rights laws. But um, I, I really have to tell you the disclaimer is we are the intelligent. Ignorant intellectuals, which means we know what we're talking about, but we ain't got good sense, and you just have to deal with that. So, before we get into the topic of the day, which is going to be the entire topic, we want to know, bruh, uh, if you don't recognize Black Michael, do you still get to keep your color card? No. Plain and simple. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Grew up on Mike, man. I know, I know what that is. 
No. Hey, you need to know like black that. Michael before you know white Michael. <laughs> exactly. And how do you not know black Michael? Because he was, he was black longer than he was white. <laughs> True that. At least I think he was. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, technically he was because on Thriller, yeah. And he, you know, he transitioned. Like he didn't. He, after Thriller, he didn't just go. He transitioned to where he was like half and half. And you know, in America, right. if you half and half, you still black. So. Right. Well, you know, I, well, well, to Mike's defense, when he died, he was not white. He was still colored. Okay, because he had his own shade. That that I, that's the only Manila person that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Okay. He was trying to kind of translucent. No, he did not have a shade. He was the color. No, he was. That's what he was. No. He was what? Hold up. Hold up. What did you say? I said he was powder. (laughs) He was. There was no color. He was just powder. He was just. Yeah. No. mm -mm. He had no color whatsoever. Poor fella. He was just gold metal. At that point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Silver flake. Okay. Yes. Oh my yes. goodness. Flake metal. Yeah. Poor baby is just no color whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> she said the brother was opaque. Okay. So um. All right. Um. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how to do. It. Mike, we love you. No, we love you. Yeah, but yeah, loving you and looking at you are two different things. But you you opened our mind. But you know, I have to say, I I had to explain one time. I showed a picture of Michael Jackson when he was black, and they who that? I'm like Michael Jackson. Now like, he's black. I'm like, yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> funny story. It's a funny funny story. I was at work and. You ain't got no job, Tommy. I'm sorry, go ahead. I know, but I was talking to my supervisor at the time. (laughs) And uh, he was telling me about how he has these super woke friends, right? And they're white. And their kid, the white kid, uh, and no, it wasn't Macaulay Culkin. This little little white kid wanted to be Michael Jackson for Halloween. And they were like, "Um, no. You can't be Michael Jackson for Halloween. And he was like, you know, so as in the Chappelle show, they, you know, asked a black dude. So they asked me. And I said, you know, well, if you go pre-thriller Michael Jackson, ain't no in hell he can pull that off. But if he goes like history to the end of his life, Michael Jackson, he's safe. And it's not, um, you're not not doing anything wrong. You know, you just got to, so therefore, Michael is for everybody. He's all inclusive. Yeah. Yeah, he's the only person that you could, that three different people could dress up as, look totally different, and be the same person. It's like, we are Michael Jackson, you know. And that's why he was the king. Okay, I I, 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 didn't, I didn't know uh, changing colors made you the king, you know. Okay, but, you know there we there we go, you know. Um, you get you. Alrighty then. Okay, so let's get back into the weeks. Um, my week 
who knows what, what happened. I don't really know what happened this week. This week was all over the place. It was mayhem and frustration. But the good thing about it, I'm blessed in everything, and I'm cool, and I'm on top. But this was just a very trying week. And I blame Gypsy because, you know, Gypsy is also, you know, um, he's my part-time baba, and he calls me up and tells me stuff. And he told me this was going to happen. So, you know, I don't look at it as him knowing the future. I look at it as him, he did it. So it's all Gypsy's fault. You know, blame the black man. Okay. So, but like this week, it's been, it's been crazy, but it's been great. And I'm blessed in all things. And, um, yeah, I mean, really, I'm good. And the crazy part about it is I'm at peace with everything. So this week was actually wonderful because it proved that my spirit and my mind are in the place they're supposed to be because through all the trying times, all I could do is laugh, giggle, and blame Gypsy. So I'm good. Life is good. My kids are still breathing because, you know, sometimes I'm from that old black tradition that when your kids get out of hand, you know, you handle them, and you hope they're still breathing afterwards. But let me let me say, my kids are not like terrible kids by other people's standards. They're terrible by my mother's standards and my daddy's standards, you know, because I didn't raise them that way, and now I want them that way because now that they're older, they got to be that way. So, like, I'm saying if there's a dish in the sink at night when they go to bed, I look at them like they're the spawn of Satan. Like, if the floor ain't swept and mopped at night, then they're a demon. You know what I'm saying? If they don't floss and brush their teeth, you know, they're gargoyles. So that's what I'm talking about. You know, but I guess that's just regular kid stuff. But, you know, growing up in our generation, you couldn't do that. If you left the dish in the sink, you know, they're just throwing holy water on you because you was disrespectful. So, yeah, I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I I told my kids, I said, in one week, you left dishes in the sink more times than I did my entire childhood. I said, I left dishes in the sink one time and got a whooping at 3 in the morning down the steps to the sink and was told how disrespectful <laughs> I was and how that should never happen again. And it never happened again. I said, I don't remember going to sleep in my mama's house with a dish in the sink. And I'm like, so you guys are spoiled, and I don't like you. So, yeah. But, yeah, but other than that, my kids are still... <laughs> My kids are still breathing. This is a good week. I'm happy. Here we go. And since you're on the show, Al, how was your week? Hello? You talking to me? Yeah, how's your week? Oh, it was it was busy, man. It was it was out of it was out of sight. It was busy. <laughs> what was out of sight about? We don't do that general stuff. Thanksgiving, okay. <laughs> What did you do for Thanksgiving? What did we do for Thanksgiving? We hosted. Okay. So, so, and I have to say this in, in terms of indigenous people, Thanksgiving is give the indigenous people their land back. I know that's not going to happen, but, you know, that's it. So, family day. Family day. Family day. Family day. So family I got a question. You hosted. So did they help clean up at the end, or did you all have to clean up everything after everybody left? No, they they help, they help, they help. They they get you sure? They want to come back next year. Yeah. <laughs> so you got a rule. If they didn't help, they couldn't come back. It, we got it. 
Okay. And so did y'all talk? What did y'all talk about on Thanksgiving? Are y'all were y'all one of those facts? Because we can ask this now. Because they're talking about because of um, what happened? Oh, Doctor Phil got yeah, cut yeah. out. We're gonna have to bring her back in. So you know they talk about now that um, oh the the orange Cheeto in office that you know holiday times are strenuous because right you know what I'm saying you know you're not supposed to talk politics because he's he's so divisive. So did did, did y'all talk about politics and stuff on, on Thanksgiving no. or did y'all no. leave it to family we, we stuff? Wanted, we wanted to concentrate on family. <laughs> he didn't talk about Cheeto head. <laughs> that, that was a no no. We I think we shut them down real quick. We shut them down if they they try to start. <laughs> we we yeah, wrapped them <laughs> on this holiday. You know, got enough got yeah. enough material. Yes, right. indeed. Cause that, that Joker, it's too much to talk about with him. He, he's it's too much to he's talk like, about, man. He he's like he's like the crazy uncle that just keeps on giving. It's just like, dude, you did some <laughs> most stuff? Like, we thought you ran out of stuff to do. Right. <laughs> no, he invents things. Right. Like, that's like, like, you know, he, listen, I have to give him with all credit as credit is due. Okay? I'm going to need to, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it openly. I have to give Donald J. Trump credit where credit is. Listen, he is living his life as the only orange person that's not on Star Trek. Okay? You got to give that man credit. You got to give him credit just for that alone. Okay? You are walking around orange as hell, and you ain't got Captain Kurt trying to chase you or fuck you. Hey, come on, man. You you got to get a man some credit, okay? He's too rich to be looking that bad. You got uh, with that much money, you should look you should look a lot better than that. I mean, he looked like he got five hundred dollars in the bank, not like five hundred million. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I just I, I mean, I just got to question your economics, like, dude. You know, I a vain person, but if I look like you and I had that much money, I would spend more money on my appearance because, well, I wouldn't want to look like you. But, you know, man, <laughs> I mean, that joker, now, he now looks you know, like he, a character you know in a movie. Bankrupt on construction pro- he goes bankrupt on construction projects. He ain't got that kind of money and he ain't got that kind of kind of team, okay? He, he need to go bankrupt on some face on some plastic. Like I don't advocate, you know, plastic surgery as a necessity for anybody. Like I wouldn't say you need to get your face changed, but he need to get his face changed. When he sees me, he scares me. I mean, he's like some little evil fat scarecrow with no hair and no brain walking around in delusion world. But yeah, that that's just my personal thing. You know, he's nutty as a fruitcake, but. That's okay, but yo, you know what? We forgot to touch on um, the subject matter for last week. The subject matter was destiny, faith, or hard work. Which one is it? And we basically came to the conclusion that all of them are interdependent, but we have different views about destiny. So what was your view about destiny, uh, Gypsy Star? 
um, you're destined to do something. It all depends. Well, where you land in your destiny depends on your hard work and how much faith and belief and hard work you're willing to put in, have faith in yourself and in your dream. So, you know, that's my take. Okay, and my conclusion was destiny. There is a destiny that based on your higher and your integ- your higher self and your purpose, if you live into that purpose and into that integrity, then you will reach whatever position you want. But it's not destiny where you're just going <laughs> to fall into it. Like, you're going to just live your life, and no matter what happens, you're going to end up at a place. It's a matter of hard work, integrity, and faith, and then that gets you to the point where if you live it into your purpose, you will get to where God has planned or you want to call it the universe of karma, has planned for you to be based on your talents and your abilities. But that's what I said. But either way, we all agree that faith, hard work, and integrity are, are an, an integral part of destiny. Somebody's line is clicking. And if you got Metro PCS, it's probably you. No, I'm <laughs> I got rid of Metro PCS, so it ain't me no more. Dr. Phil. No, I don't I don't know what it is. If something is, um, that's why I hung up because I started hearing that noise. I'm going to try it again. I don't Let's know talk. what it is. It's, it's, it's don't, a, don't, just a minute. Minute, over there eating and you don't want us to know. No. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> All this talk about Donald Trump got a hunger for some Cheetos. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> you got, it ain't easy you being got, cheesy. Get a, Give the president his credit. Yes. <laughs> you get you. He is a subliminal advertisement for Cheetos. <laughs> he walked in the room and people were just like, I just I just see Chester. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wanna go now, Chester. With that being said, with that being said, because we can go all the way in. Let me try and rein some things in real quick. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. we are going to be discussing for the entirety of the show. Um, this is a special show. Um, it's going to co- sort of encapsulate everything that we've been talking about thus far in the Byron Allen versus Comcast case that's going on right now. Some people may have heard of it. Some people may not have. Most of the time you hear people or on the platforms, I've seen them talking about this. They've just talked about it from the black perspective and the black dollar. And that's cool. All power to the people. Ungawa, black power. But there are other things in regards to this that the people should know. Okay? So we're going to get into that. Um, but before I do, but before we get into that, um, I want to take a musical break real quick, and then jump back in. You guys cool with that? Yeah, we lost Dr. Oh. Phil. Her phone acting up. You know, and and, and, and L, you want to stay on for the show and talk, or, or you want to want to cut off? You know, it's on you. Let us know. But we about to get in. No, and you, you, all right, cool. So, hey, Gypsy. Yo, I don't know how you got these songs set up. So, uh, I got you. 
<laughs> play something, and then I let's get it. into um, let's get into Byron. You know, the brother then started some stuff. All right, <laughs> yeah, he did. Now, I'm gonna preface this song before I play it. I chose it because in doing the research for this, I went and I and I researched Byron Allen, and he had an interesting story. His mom. Um, actually got him into this because uh, she had him, she was a teenage mom, she had him young, she went out to uh, UCLA, she got a job at uh, NBC Universal. The irony is the people he's suing owns NBC (laughs) right now. Hilarious. Mm. Um, Right. How's that for irony? His mom became a tour guide. He was on the lot of NBC because she couldn't afford child care. By the time he was 14 years old, he was writing jokes, okay? And he wrote a joke and sold it, and he was still doing his thing. So with that being said, I, I love this. is one of my favorite songs. I love this song. It's uh, Black Men United. The name of the song is off the Jason Lyric soundtrack. The name of this track is You. You gonna rob a bank? You gonna rob a bank? I'm sorry. That's I love that line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you think you mad enough to rob a bank? Okay. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> 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 Let's get everybody with the listening roll. I got 
Just, just for the record. About to get real black. All right, y'all. That was You Will Know by Black Men United. Fun fact. The first time Hello? you've ever heard the... Hello? Everybody's here. Fun fact. Every Everybody, you know I'm always going to bring them. The first time you ever heard D'Angelo on a record nationwide was actually on that. He wrote that when he was 16, and Brian McHale produced it. Hello? 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 We can all hear each other. I can hear you. You can hear me. We're all good. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, you're Hello? here. Hello? You're Yeah. I can't hear nothing. We can hear you, so you're good. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. All right. Okay. Some people have left us. All right. All right. Let's see who we still got. LT, we still on? Yeah, yeah I hear Phil. You. you hear me? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm hearing you. Yep. All right. We can hear each other. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. Told you it's a conspiracy to hold the black man down. They don't want to hear what I got to say today. I'm just saying. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. By the way, you're going to have to retext me your number. I could not find it, and I feel terrible. That's okay. I can send it again. Thank you. All right. So, where do we want to start? Well, we're going to start intelligent and work our way to ignorance. So, why don't you give people an overview of, of what's going on with this Byron Allen Comcast thing? So, Byron Allen, unbeknownst to us, owns like 240 stations. He owns the Weather Channel. Believe that or not. Mm. <laughs> and so, he's been working on getting distribution through the cable companies. Because, you know, cable company, can, as you see all the time, like, you know, um, depending on your market, they'll be like, this people have dropped this station, or this person has dropped this station, or this person, and if you want to see the station, you can only see it on like on direct TV, or you can only see it on Spectrum. So what happens, Byron Allen has been trying to get distribution through a couple of the major um, cable companies, and none of them will distribute his stuff. And so Holy filed a lawsuit against Comcast and Charter Communications. And check this out. In the lower courts, he won. Now, this is a true lottery come up. Forget Powerball and other kind of stuff. In the lower courts, he won a total of $30 billion. $10 billion against, I think, Charter, and $20 billion against Comcast. And they went to 
an appellate court, and the appellate court held it up. So now it is going to the Supreme Court. I went to the Supreme Court. I don't know if they're done hearing. They started hearings on it. But literally, Byron Allen won $30 billion in lower court twice against Comcast and Charter. They're expected to have their ruling in June. Okay. So we'll get to the ruling. Let's get to the back story, then we'll get to the ruling. So what happened was Comcast appealed it, and then the Department of Justice under the Orange Cheeto, I don't like saying his name because it's like vomiting in your mouth, the Orange Cheeto or the great toupee one, and I say his because it ain't America's Department of Justice anymore. And on the light note, I actually read a story. I don't know if it's true or not, but in the Epstein case where he was going, all this stuff was happening, all these rape allegations, I read an article, and I got to research and see if it's true, that one of the original lawyers who helped out Epstein and Trump was Barr. So that's real interesting. But getting back to this, Barr and the Department of Justice are challenging the civil rights statute. And so in other words, the civil rights statute was talking about being negative and also being racial. And so the statute, it says the but for. And so what happened is the Department of Justice is saying now that it doesn't matter if race was a consideration as long as it wasn't the only consideration, which is what this big civil rights statute is about. Because if the Supreme Court rules in favor of it, then it will be okay to discriminate against people based on race, color, or whatever you want to call it, as long as it's not your only gripe. But it can be part of the gripe. So now this is the argument that they're making, that in the civil rights statute, that it's saying that race has to be the only issue. And if race is not the only issue, then even if race is considered, it is okay. And so if this gets passed, you see what it looks like. But I want to remind everybody about what the Supreme Court already did. In Texas, they did the gerrymandering, or what they call the redistricting. Now, in 10 out of 11 cases, the Supreme Court ruled that Texas did not have to change the unfair districting because the disparity along race lines was not intentional. They do agree that the lines discriminate based on race and political affiliation. But they were saying that it wasn't intentional for the race thing, so it doesn't count. So Texas gets to keep discriminatory voting lines because they said even though it worked out that way, it wasn't their intention. And so now what the Supreme Court said in that case, even if you have racist outcomes, 
if it wasn't your intention to be racist, it's not illegal and it's not discriminatory. So that's where we're at. The Supreme Court already ruled, based on Texas, that you can have discriminatory outcomes and absolutely have a plan that discriminates and correlates almost 100% to race. But as long as that was not your intention, then it doesn't fall under the civil rights laws. And so if they rule on that in this case, that would mean that someone could say, I'm not hiring you for the job because you're black, but that's not the only reason. These are other reasons. And so, therefore, it's not discriminatory because being black is not the only reason you're not getting the job. You're not getting it because you're black and. And as long as there's an and. You didn't know how many soap bubbles. Yes. And as long as there's an and. You didn't know how many bubbles was in a bar of soap. Bingo. And as long as there's an and that they can add to it, what they were saying is it does not matter if race is part of the decision-making process. Huh? Who that? That was me. Who is. Oh. Okay. Who's 111111111? That's me. Okay. Okay. So we're going to cut you off on the other one and then put you on in this one. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Hello? I'm here. Yep. Okay. So that's what we're getting to. And this is the big thing that's happening because they're not challenging Byron Allen as saying race wasn't a part of their decision. They're challenging Byron Allen to say race wasn't the only part of their decision. But there's also a thing that happens because I found a bunch of articles where actually a former Comcast employee actually stated that Comcast had planned to keep Byron Allen out to keep his networks from being successful. Huh. Now, here's the other thing that um, that is big about this is that in all of this with Comcast keeping Byron Allen out, there was some criteria that they used about like the size and the reach of his, um, of his, I guess, networks and his towers and stuff like that, and said they were too small, but in the same time let in a handful of white-owned stations who had the same or less bandwidth than Byron Allen. So these are the things that we're dealing with. They said there was a set criteria why they didn't let Byron Allen in, but then they had other white-owned stations that they let in who had those same criteria. So now basically what they're saying is it doesn't matter because race ain't the only thing. So they kept him out because he's black, and they kept him out for these other criteria, even though the other criteria they let people in. But now they're saying that it's okay because it wasn't the only criteria, even though it's proven that the criteria that they're using is false 
because they let other people in based on those criteria and still distributed their channels. So basically, what we're back into is Jim Crow. And for those who don't remember what Jim Crow is, Jim Crow was when they, quote, freed black people who had nothing, and then said you can work the land, but then charge them so much for the land that there was no way that they could actually pay off or get out of debt. So they ended up just as poor as they were in enslavement, still working land for basically free, and then barely surviving and still being subject to the white plantation owners. So it was like some kind of bizarre world, you know, righteous, subjugated work program where that equals slavery. And so this is basically where we're getting at with Byron Allen. What they're saying is, you know, Negro, you can have the land, but you can only use it based on our terms. And we can keep you out for any reason we want to. And it's legal as long as the only reason we're not keeping you, that we're keeping you out is because your color. And so, and there's of course a lot more moving parts, but that is the overall get down. They're saying that we don't have to distribute your stuff. And as long as it's not just because you're black, you're good. So hold on, let's do a, let's do a, um, a station then everybody can get there in. This is the next chapter radio on the D-Hour Radio Network. We're talking about Byron Allen. And if you have any insight to information that we don't have or just insights and information you want to share on the topic, please call in at 646-668-2574. Again, that's 646-668-2574. So, panel, get your funky off. What do you think about this? And if you know more information you want to throw in, throw it in. Anybody can start. What do you think this is going to do if the court finds on behalf of the Department of Justice and Comcast? Don't all talk at really? once. Dead air? <laughs> <laughs> hey, because you know what? All That's right. called Later. fear. <laughs> That's called right. worry and concern. All right, Dr. Well, Phil. Or LT, go ahead. I just wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is some deep stuff to chew, man. It really is. It's just like, really, it it bows down to when the real deal was that Bill Cosby wanted to buy NBC. And all these allegations came up against them about, you know, the the stuff that happened when he was, uh, you know, doing comedy and stuff, and or just being him, because it's just like politics, man. Everybody's doing it. It's just who do they want to blow the whistle on? So I really based it on that. I really base it on that, but it's, this is getting really deep because the, the government is supposed to protect the people. 
you know what I'm saying, and make a, a fair playing ground. And the gr- the very ground that, that the communication or uh, you obtaining property or you operating in your own business is being threatened, you know, by these uh, these crazy rules because the powers that be are, uh, you know, flexing their muscles, so to speak. So yeah, I really, I really equate it to to that, you know, because they only let you get so far, you know, they don't give you too much rope. Yeah, but the difference That's between Cosby and them is they just told mm-hmm. Cosby no, you know, right. and Cosby he complained, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. Cosby never got to the Supreme Court, and now to the point. Well, and this and this and this is the thing I think people get about the Jim Crow laws, and the um and the and the um and the um the, the grandfather clauses and all this kind of stuff. They were all overt laws that clearly had no mm-hmm. basis in truth. That were just overtly there to discriminate against black folks. And at one point, those Jim Crow laws, though you know. Those retroactive laws that they put up, they were deemed, mm-hmm. even if people agreed with them, as politically un- incorrect and unacceptable. And mm-hmm. now my problem is, now it's becoming acceptable. Like they're doing this, and black yeah. folks ain't paying no attention. But black folks don't realize yeah. that if the, and I say black folks, I mean as a whole. Like this is not a major discussion that I'm seeing on. Um, on social media, I see posts and stuff, but I've never seen any in-depth analysis or processing yeah. of this point. Go ahead, Gypsy, get in. Well, I was I was going I was going to interject really quickly and just say I beg to differ that it's been deemed politically incorrect because a lot of these Jim Crow laws or post-slavery laws or dare I say white-based fear laws. <laughs> Call that would be exactly more appropriate. Huh? That would be more oh, appropriate. Right. I said that would be more appropriate. Exactly. Because um, you see them every day and you don't realize what they stem from and sometimes they don't know what it stems from. I was in the Marine Corps, and in the Marine Corps, they had this thing where they called, um, they were trying to, they were trying to not have black and white in the Marine Corps, so they just had shades of green. We're all green. We're either a light green or a dark green. That's still black That's and white, creepy. but okay. <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. You know. <laughs> You, you're either you're, you're Kermit the Frog or his Negro cousin. I don't know. Anyway, you're either Kermit the Frog or Kwame the Frog. I don't know. Anyway. Wow. So when we would, we, you know, be a group of black guys hanging out, you know, we doing our thing. Hey, man, you know. And I literally had. Northern, and I'm, and I'm going to say Northern because they were not from the Deep South. 
as they say, they were above the Mason-Dixon line. White guys, sergeants, walk up to a group of three, three or more black people and say, hey, what y'all doing? Y'all got to get a light green in here or something, or y'all got to break it up. <laughs> Interesting. And you know, and you know me, I was, you know, little Malcolm X. I said, I said, well, did you go and get them? Did you go tell them white boys to go get a black dude in there? Get them a little token? Get them a Wayne Brady over there? No, leave me the hell alone. <laughs> Go see the commanding officer. All right, <laughs> you know, just, you know, and, <laughs> you know. That's that's how I got down. I mean, but I went to Shaker Heights High School, and unfortunately, we had that same issue. You know, they would walk over a group of white kids, literally stepping over them because they would sit in the in the middle of the in the hallway with their feet in the middle of the hallway where they where security would have to walk over them to tell black people to disperse. Now nobody realizes that even when you see a police officer or an authority figure or people do that, that actually stems from laws or even if it's you're sitting hanging out on your front porch and it's three or four of you guys, a cop will walk up to you and ask you what you're doing because it is based in Jim Crow era laws that there was only so many black people that can congregate at one time. And yeah, more than five from Shadow more than five. And that's it was more than five more than so five people in Virginia. I think it was Virginia and other states. More than five black folks gathered together without a permit was an unlawful assembly. So, so and every Sunday was an unlawful assembly, and every every, every uh, family reunion unlawful assembly. Right. And and here's the crazy part: if you ever watch old civil rights footage. Or even when, you know, Obama was in, they had multitudes of films about niggas in servitude. Um, go watch any of them, and you will find that when they're marching or doing anything, that's what they would say. This is an unlawful assembly. See, these, these are, these. you don't even realize that even in Cleveland, Ohio, L.A., New York, you're still being governed by these same Jim Crow laws, and it's unknown. But now they're just like, hey, you know what? We gave them 20, 25, 30 years, 40 years. Hey, listen, we tired of, we tired of playing and pretending. We're just going to go back to the way things used to be. That's my take on it. And I and, – and, and you and, and I agree with both everything that you guys said, except for that fact of well, it's politically incorrect. No, it's been done covertly. Well, that's what that's I'm saying. When I say politically, when I say politically incorrect, I'm not saying it was anti-political. What I'm saying is it was not a healthy statement to make in a political situation. You had to at least act like you were trying to do something. 
that was just and fair. Now they just throwing it out. You know what? We don't care if you racist as long as you ain't only racist. Like if you hate his color and his shoes, then it's cool. Now if you just hate his color, then that's a problem because you should hate more than that. So now if you hate his shoes and his shirt and his color, everything cool because it ain't about his color. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I'm talking about. Before, that used to be political suicide. Now, you got people just signing on with the Cheeto, and, and these jokers are sounding like, I'm sorry, they sound like little mini Bull Connors. You know what I'm saying? But why? Let, but why let's get to... But why? But, 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 but that's, a good, that's a good point. But let's ask ourselves, why? See, everybody talks... I remember the Bill Cosby thing in the 90s. I went to film school in the 2000s, right? <clears throat> Right in Atlanta, Georgia. And I brought that up in a class. Yes, I did. And do you know... How much did you get ignored? Uh, (laughs) And how much did you get ignored? (laughs) Oh. Oh, brother. (laughs) You know, uh, he's come again with this. Uh, No. This is... This is... This is... True. Look, if you notice that, you know, for a period of time, NBC didn't have anything. That must-see TV Thursday night lineup went down, went all the way down. It wasn't until Friends came on and saved that network. But Bill Cosby had the money, the clout, and everything to buy that network. But they weren't going to give it to Bill Cosby because he was Bill Cosby. I remember seeing Byron Allen comics unleashed at like after the Tonight Show or something. And only thing I could think of is this brother's not really that funny. He's kind of corny. I don't like this show. But mm-hmm. he didn't have the clout of a Bill Cosby type comedian. But if he had a clout of a Bill Cosby or a, even Oprah Winfrey, you're right. This would have never been, you would have never heard this case. And Byron Allen would have probably been a footnote in history because he would have probably ended up like Emmett Till, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Mega Evers, and countless others. Or even Enos Cosby. That's just my take on it. Okay. okay. Well, hey, and, and it's like so, this. Oh, yeah. So you know, my thing is, he had he he had the money, but he didn't have and, and he didn't have the clout, which is a good thing. He didn't have the clout, but he had the but he had the dough, and he quietly he amassed wealth. But the reason why yeah. they're able to do these things now, and even you see you hear about it on the Breakfast Club or different outlets, but you don't hear about it in droves because it had just been 30, 40, 50 years ago and this came out like this, oh, there would have been, hey, we not doing this. Nah, you ain't going to do this. And they had to give us what our money and our time and our clout could afford. But we went to sleep at the wheel. We forgot. 
oh, well, you know, it ain't that big of a struggle. Racism is dead. We elected Barack Obama. Yeah. Didn't Tamir Rice die in the, in the Obama, when Obama was in office? So, yeah. It was like, so, yeah, I mean, racism went up when Obama got in office. I don't know what people talking about. And just as a, as a cultural note, and sort of friends, I like to call it "Living Single" um, to the remix, because that's where it, that's where it got it from. So, uh, Doctor Phil, what do you think about the what do you think about the potential impact of the Supreme Court's decision with Byron Allen? Like, where do you see this playing out if they say it's okay to discriminate as long as race and ethnicity are the only factors. Wow. Um, mm. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't I don't like where this is going, to be honest. Um, Byron, I never really looked at him in, how can I say, as a business owner. He was, I kind of agree with uh, Gypsy. Um, he was just another entertainer to me. And not to put him down or anything, but I'm thinking to myself now, when you had that talk show, to me, maybe it's just me, I don't feel that he promoted enough um, of us, African-American people, on his show. He was too busy trying to be like Johnny Carson, too busy trying to be like everybody else. My thing is, why don't he just go ahead and try to get his own network? Now, he knows, out of the blue, they're going to give him some flack. I mean, not some flack, but, you know, they're going to give him some grief about even thinking about owning Comcast. Number one, whether he believes it or not, look who we have in office right now. Even though he is undergoing impeachment hearings, people are going to vote for him and stand by his side just because of who he is. They stick together. The problem is we don't. And that's the sad part. And I don't recall too many comments that he made, but I know in the past he hasn't quite been the mentor you would want your kids to follow, so to speak. Byron, he all, he's all right. You know, he's, I don't have a problem with him. I just don't like how he's going about it. All of a sudden, now you want to push a racist card. But they've been doing that, and you said nothing. Now, all of a sudden, that you want to have a part of Comcast, you're doing this, and you're surprised? Well, no, he has a real part of Comcast. So let's, let's clarify. He owns over 240 or 290 stations. Like, okay. this joker is balling out of control. But what okay. happens is... Yeah. Now, now it's all about cable networks, and a cable mm-hmm. network is a whole different thing. So what mm-hmm. happens is you have your stations, but mm-hmm. even NBC, ABC, they used to have fights with DirecTV and mm-hmm. Dish because once you got DirecTV and Dish, they wouldn't carry your local stations. Mm-hmm. So they really had to mm-hmm. fight to get in. So you can own right. a network. 
And technically, yeah. he was probably the biggest network. He owns 240, 290 stations. But what happens, okay. now that it is cable-related, the mm-hmm. cable companies won't show his shows. Like, no cable company, like the big cable companies, refuse to mm-hmm. care. And he owns, the weather, he owns the weather channel. Right, I knew that. But, but they refuse to carry, yeah, and they refuse to carry his other shows. So he was doing black mm-hmm. content and stuff like that, but the cable okay. companies are refusing to carry it because they don't want to carry positive, advanced black networking. And so what okay. happens oh, is, let me, and think about it, he won already. He won thirty yeah. billion dollars, and the Supreme wow. Court. The Supreme Court is the punt. Like, he got mm-hmm. inducted into the Broadcasting and Cable Hall of Fame this year. So, okay. he, yeah. so he won $30 billion. Comcast has appealed it all the way to the Supreme Court, but the two, uh, the two courts, the lower court and the appellate court, both found Comcast in um um that they carried out racist policies. So now Comcast is not even arguing whether it was racist policy, they're just saying it wasn't the only reason. And since race wasn't the only reason, it's okay if we discriminate against them and it doesn't fall under the civil rights because civil rights only counts if race is your only consideration. But if we discriminate against them for any other reason than race it is okay, and that's what's being argued in the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And right. so, that, yeah, and me, so me, that's what I'm me, saying. Go ahead. Let me, let me add this, though, because in one of the articles that I read, man, there's a lot of mm-hmm. research and cramming and getting stuff in. Yes. Mm-hmm. He also sued AT&T, who owns uh, DirecTV. He also sued, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, Spectrum, Peace, and Time Warner. He sued everybody and okay. won. They, they, they've settled out of court and started start having his shows on TV. Byron Allen, he just didn't jump out there and go after the Goliath. He has been, okay. he's been working like a prize fighter. And it's been okay. whooping everybody up along the way. Comcast is the largest cable network in the or cable uh, distributor in the country. Mm-hmm. Twenty billion dollars. And right behind them, mm-hmm. and right behind them is Clear Channel or Clear, yeah, Clear Channel. And so those okay. two, that's that's literally Goliath. Right there, they right. fight it. So he okay. beat everybody along the way. He beat them um, already. He, yeah, he beat clear. Yeah, and he really beat them okay. already. Yeah, he beat both of them. Okay. But they've been upheld in two. Supreme Court. Yeah, but it's been upheld okay. in the two lower courts. He won in the he won in the first court. He won in the appellate court. So now they're going to the Supreme Court, and if they lose oh. in the Supreme Court. They got to give that joker $20 billion. Mm. 30. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-uh. Wow. 20 bill- no, it's $20 billion for Comcast, $10 billion for Charter. 
It's separate. Oh, right. So charter is hope. Okay. Charter is hoping that they win, so they ain't got to get at ten. All total, <laughs> he stands to make thirty billion dollars if mm-hmm. the Supreme Court goes with him. Because see, that's the big thing, and this is what I and this is the point I was getting to. You have for the first time a black man suing powerful white people, and I'm talking about he is making like DuPont money, like Rockefeller money. This joker is in a point where if they do this, it's going to set a precedence for everybody. There will not be a next Bill Cosby because this case will set a precedence that you can't do that and this is what could happen. But this is the problem. They have The Supreme Court now has to choose between Accidental racism and white power. Right. And if they choose on the behalf of white power, then they're going to say to every white person on the planet who comes to this country, you can discriminate against black folks or any person of color as long as that's not your only criteria and you're protected. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm asking, like, what do you think mm-hmm. about this? Because just like they found in Texas. And again, the right. article about the Texas thing, right? It says you, right. U.S. Supreme Court rules Texas lawmakers did not intentionally discriminate in drawing political maps. But although they found discrimination in the maps, they were saying since it wasn't Texas' intention, it does not fall under a civil rights um, umbrella because they didn't mean to be discriminatory. It just turned out that way. And so the Supreme Court has already ruled that being an accidental racist is okay. So what happens to black people? Come on, LT, you're the new voice in here. What happens to people of color if accidental racism becomes legal? What would you do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Before we get there, Let's take a pause okay. for the cause, think about these things, yeah, and come back because this is getting heated and and yes, folks is like, man, I'm oh, give, oh and give out the number so they can I call. I gotta go to work. I gotta go to work tomorrow, and people is you know smack getting they getting their palm ready for that for that one coworker that they got that made <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like after, right. after you, like after somebody see roots for the first time, you'd be walking out looking for. Right. I wish a white person would, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> but hey, if y'all want to call right. in, this is the, this is TNC Radio, the next chapter. Um, and we have to admit, when you call in, you actually become a host because we just keep you on there and we talk to you. We like company. We are the ignorant intellectuals. <laughs> Today we are talking about Byron Allen and the SCOTUS Court and the SCOTUS. Um, case, Supreme Court of the United States, and how their ruling could forever impact racism and how it's judged in this country. So if you have anything to say about this, if you have any insights, if you are a lawyer who give us some legal insights, please call us, because we really don't like lawyers except when you're helping us. So if you can help us, call in. The number is 646-668-2574. Again, 646 646- Six six eight two five seven four. Like Gypsy said, we're about to get into some music. I don't know what song he's gonna tell you, and then we're gonna come back and continue this conversation. <laughs> All right. 
we gonna we gonna do what uh we gonna play a song that the Justice Department and Comcast and Clearwater is saying to Mr. Brian Allen in the words but sung by Stevie Wonder. You might have the cash, but you can't cash in your face. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> in your face. That's that's rough. You can't. <laughs> Not in there. <laughs> World. Wow. Hello? Yeah. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. We seem to be having some... I think we're back. Some... We're waiting for the song to play. Yeah, that's all right. We're going we gonna to get through it anyway. <clears throat> that's all right. Even if we don't I told have... you it's a conspiracy to hold the black <laughs> man down. I'm telling you. Something going on. Oh yeah, and the subtitle of last, the last, the, la- the subtitle of last uh, week's show was "Don't Go See Harriet." <laughs> I'm back oh. from it. Ouch. I'm serious. Uh, come on, they put in a brother called Bigger Long, and he is fictional. All right, yeah, that's like putting in an Asian person called One Hung Low. Like, what? What the hell is that? Like, Bigger Long. And and he hunts black women? Like, are you kidding me? Okay, that's just my personal soapbox. Um, <laughs> yo, uh, Gypsy, play something before I go on a, a Never Harriet thing again. And I know yes, people please, are like, please, please. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm just straight up, just like, really, like, you got to be joking. That junk is, is off the hook to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, did you just really bigger a fictional brother? Yeah, bigger long. Bigger yeah, long. Bigger long. That is crazy. That is Captain Crazy Pants. All right. We're going to go yeah. with this one. Hopefully it's going to play. Our society is fucked up. they fucking our brothers and sisters up. It's just like society. They have fucked Got to give the Come on, uh, blow on the project, the pop off, low tempo. 
public in the me am he come to bleed am niggas with a plea for freedom who wanna meet am gotta counteract these we blitz creek switch hitting ass rappers duck i give a fuck seeing hip hop is flatlining too many fakes so through the shit see it shining to reawaken the giant see me still in defiance with every song put this gap before the turner and burn him for doing wrong now it's on how many can i reach i'm snatching the sheets original player haters can see that i battle back strokes of black folks attacking those wanna be max watch any shit up on a track and hit him with the do right we do like right my brother said it's going down tonight we fight the fight come on before you get what you want gotta give the people what they need before you get what you want Yeah, they can leave the house. 
but they'll say. But I'm talking about what are you telling them though? Like, forget homeschool. What is the message you're giving them? Like, how are you gonna prepare them for this, and how are you gonna tell them how to deal with this? Truthfully, the way I would handle it, I mean, I would be very, very upfront and very open-minded about it. I would have to tell them the truth. I, I, would, I can't sugarcoat anything about this because. So how if, would you say it? Well, I would just tell my my son. You know, if if he was younger and, and living at home, I would just let him know that it's got to be a change. You know, whether it looks like there's no hope, you still have to keep pushing. You still have to keep going, no matter what the you know Supreme Court says. I'm a firm believer that. You know, our time is coming. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I'm not going to teach him to bow down to that. I'm not going to teach him to do that. I'm just going to tell him, you know, he's better off standing as a man than being a coward on his knees. I I mean, it's it's getting to the point now where we're going to have to die for our rights all over again. This is 1960s all over again, only worse. But I would just be real with him. I would just be real with him about racial profiling, everything. The same thing with my daughter. She would she would definitely learn how to shoot, protect herself, karate, whatever it takes to protect herself, you know, because it's coming at us at all angles. And whether we want to accept it or not, they're trying to wipe us out. It's the same thing that happened 20, 30, 40 years ago. They're trying to do it now, only they put the blinders on. They're not really accepting it because they're thinking, oh, well, it's 2019 and we had a black president. That doesn't mean anything. They're going to make sure we don't have another one or they're going to do their best to make sure we don't have another one. There's a reason why they call the White House the White House. And, and that's my thought on it. I would have to teach them flat out at a young age, you know, we're going to have to stand our ground. One way or another, we're going to have to fight for what we believe in. You know, or at least die trying, because I'm not going to sit up there and be screwed by that. No. We have every right to be in this country. We have every right to live. We have every right to vote. Our forefathers did not die for nothing. You know, and we're we're more than, you know what I'm saying, sing and dance. You know, yes, I like rap. Yes, I like R&B, but we're more than that. We're scientists. We're lawyers. We're doctors. You know what I mean? We're philosophers. We're writers. We're authors. We're all that and then some. Hell, we taught a lot of them what we are. We're inventors. It was meant for us to be in this country and, and hell, for, as far as I'm concerned, run it. Because we have it together. The problem is, it's within us. You know, that conditioning of the mind since slavery. You know, we're too busy pulling each other down and fighting each other when we need to be fighting for each other. Be it right or wrong, okay. nowadays they do it. Why can't we? That's that's my okay. that's my take of it. So okay, sure LT, what you said. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. James Baldwin said to be um, a, a Negro and American to be relatively conscious is to always be in a state of controlled rage. <laughs> that, that that's how James Baldwin said it. But LT, so what's your perspective if, if the if the Supreme Court pushes this through, like they did with the gerrymandering case in Texas, and they say racism is okay as long as it's accidental? How do you prepare as a man? How do you prepare as a husband? How do you prepare as a father? Like, what do you what do you do, or what do you say? 
And we're not going to ask really, you because uh, then we're going to have to cut the radio station off. But, um, yeah. We're going to get to you last just in case, like, blog talk cuts us off. Absolutely. I'm y'all know because it's usually usually me and Dipsy kick in, then we bring everybody else in. Yeah, I just I'm I'm saving him for last because yeah, um, but we might just get one of those invisible cutoffs. So yeah, go ahead, L2, break it down. <laughs> Man, I, I'm I'm gonna side with with the doctor. I'm, I don't think anything changes, man, because. Uh, an unjust law is an unjust law, you know. An unjust decision, you know, that isn't um, inclusive to uh, everybody that is involved, that has, you know, that has talent and and ability, and that you know, we all given that God given talent, whether. Uh, our fellow man wants to recognize it or not, but we have to we have to we have to stay where we we where we've been for a long time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, we so came you, in we came in fighting. So what do you tell your what do you tell in, your wife? What do you tell your children? What you tell your like, wife? what's the message? Your message and your children because to you yourself and your family and your children. Like, what are you gonna say if this comes down? Like, what what's the conversation you gonna have? Oh man. Um first of all, we're family uh you know, family is, is thicker than water, you know. And uh we get we got to we got to to the core. <laughs> you know, cuz they you see you see what's going on. They're trying to wipe us out, man. Mhm. They're trying to wipe us out like like she, like she said. Uh I heard somebody say that, um, you know, when the when a black president actually gets to the point where, you know, they're going to actually be elected, and that the, it was gonna it was gonna be that the U.S. was in a sad state of affairs, and that and that came to be true. That came to be true. Also, you know trying to protect our, our, our heritage and our prosperity, man, is the number one thing. I mean, you can't let anybody, you know, let anybody take that. But they they have to research and examine. They just, you know, because the society right now, everything is riding on this on this propaganda of video and, and media and all this stuff that's going around and nobody's validating anything. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's mm-hmm. validating anything. And uh, so we have to be really careful about what we hear, what we what we digest, and what we call truth. So you say your message mm-hmm. is to be more diligent, to be more educated, mm-hmm. and, 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 to, right. and to be more aware. Yep. I mean, you have to because... There's, look at look at our generations, man. I came up. I'm a, I'm an '80s kid, you know, '70s kid, and the the principles that we um, adhere to, or you know, or the the values that we adhere to now, 
and the exposure that we had was was a lot less, you know, than what it is now. So, you know, all these all this video stuff and this internet stuff and you know having access to that, it just it just a really broad tool to cover up the truth even more. You know, if you if you mm-hmm. stay on those, technology is fine. You know, technology is great when you use it the right way. But if you're just relying solely on that, you know, and not staying old school, you know, you're going to get misled. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a lot of us are right now. And it's it's really sad. But I, I would say stay home, you know, do your research and validate, you know, what 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 you're uh, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, and uh, if it if it if it irks your soul a little bit, you know, then go with your gut, <laughs> because yeah. if it don't seem right, it don't look right, then it probably isn't right, you know. And you got to protect yourself, and you got to protect your family in that whole process. So this is is really running on dangerous ground with this stuff, you know, because it's just, um, you know, all the little uh, crazy ways of, of, you know, disguising the truth, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That's my that's my so, take on it. I'm on, so, I'm on, yeah, like you said, I'm going to educate my family. I'm going to tell them to be more diligent about it and, and to protect, you know, they got to protect them. And and their families and and keep that legacy going. Yeah. Can so, I can I add it to the piggyback stop. to what he was saying as well? No, 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 really, really what quick. you think this is? Reconstruction? No, go ahead. What you say? Right. But no, what I what I was gonna say is really, really quick. Cool. Um <laughs> Before you throw me off. No, but no, what I was gonna say was, um I, I agree uh what the brother was saying simply because it starts within us as far as educating our children on you know, be it right or wrong. I'm not saying teaching them, you know, that other races aren't as good as we are. But to make them believe that they are who they are because it was their destiny, it was their purpose. And it's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. Because even though we were the uh, pretty much the only race um, that has really, really gone through hell and back, being over here in so-called America, and still survive, that alone says a lot. Out of all the hell we've been through, from slavery, you name it. Um, we're survivors. So yeah, therefore, right. we teach our children to, to stay in survivor mode and to learn to love one another like as if they were their own blood. Look out for one another. You know, it's got to start somewhere because everybody was born with a purpose. You know, we're destined to do something for someone, if not ourselves. But this is a God-given gift. Our children are God-given gifts. And our talents are God-given gifts. You know, why not use these mm-hmm. talents and experience in our children so that once we're gone, they have a legacy. And the best thing to do it now is teach them while they're young simply because they do it. 
Have you ever noticed white uh, supremacists in Aryan Nation, they teach these kids how to hunt, how to use guns, um, self-defense means. If you ever watch documentaries on that, you know, they mimic yeah. the um, Nazi army and Hitler. And they teach these kids from two, three years old. Um, the sad thing is it, it goes on to this day. KKK members teach their children this these Outdoor techniques, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, it's, it's feudalism. Mm-hmm. It's feudalism. They te- they teach mm-hmm. might is right, but we we got to get in because we still got to get the other two. Oh, I just, just want to put an addendum. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. indigenous people have caught hell more than us, and they still survive. And it's just you know they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to fight back in a, in a more political and astute mm-hmm. way, like you know trying to right. you know get their stuff back. But you know us and mm-hmm. the indigenous people have been beat mm-hmm. to spot over here. And I'm mm-hmm. going to leave this really to Gypsy because um, I have two philosophies if the Supreme Court rules how I think it are, and both of them can be summed up with three words, right? I know y'all are like, mm-hmm. three words, yes. The first philosophy is if the Supreme Court go haywire and say that racism is okay as long as you didn't mean it, my first philosophy is buy a passport. If that don't work, if that don't work, my other philosophy is learn due north. Those, those, those are my two philosophies. Buy a passport or learn due north. And for all those who don't know, you might want to watch Roots for that that last reference. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I had a thought in that direction as well, but <laughs> you I know what I'm saying? Yeah, But this this is a this is a format where you can say it, and there is another philosophy that is, and that's like you said, stand up and fight for yours. But the truth be told, black folks are not in the position. People of color, period are not in a mm-hmm. position for organized military um, um, oh. upheaval or defense. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you're talking that's about quote, that. And that's, and that's true. To quote uh, Andre 3000, they got some shit mm-hmm. that'll blow out your back from where they stay at. <laughs> so, it ain't going to be that easy. Hey, hey, let's not forget that the brother who was president, you know, that joker kind of like pioneered drone strikes where you can shoot people from your crib while you eating your dinner. You know what right. I'm saying? And so yeah. you ain't, it ain't going to be yeah. like you shooting at, 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 at white people in, in, in uniforms, like Confederate uniforms. You might be shooting at drones that, you know, your butt helped build. But, Gypsy, right. I, I just want to hear what you got to say on this. So, like, my philosophy, <laughs> like I said, barring putting together a united front and taking care of ourselves and standing our ground. Like I said, buy a passport or learn due north. Um, (laughs) And and for all those who don't know, we're talking about the Byron Allen case that is um, being um, seen or that's been seen or heard by the Supreme Court. I don't know if they're done hearing it or not, but Gypsy, he's going to get into that. So Gypsy, get into the timeline real quick. And then get into your um, um, philosophy. So we're talking about what will happen if the Supreme Court finds in favor of the Justice Department that when their argument is that racism 
or being discriminated based on race or ethnicity is okay as long as it's not the only factor. And in the, in the clause, it's called the but-for factor. And they're saying that what, they, what the founding fathers meant, or whoever wrote that, um, the discriminatory, the one the founding fathers, but who wrote the civil rights stuff, because, of course, they weren't around. Um, but they're saying that the civil rights clause was based on the fact of saying, they meant to say that anything other than race is okay to discriminate on, and race is okay as long as it's not the only thing. So, Gypsy, give us first a timeline about you said when they're going to find um, rule on it, and then let's get your opinion. And I have to say this, the, uh, the uh, opinions of Gypsy Star are not necessarily the views of anybody else in the world, but we love him, and, um, yeah, he's unfiltered. Get it in, bro. I was, I, I was, I was just, I was going to thank you. I was just going to say, Now, with that That's being so. said, Uh-oh. it's true. Um, with that being said, <laughs> let me give the timeline. You can expect a ruling in June. That's what all indications are saying. They're not expected to come back. They're expected to mull over this until June of 2020, okay, hmm. from all the uh, articles that I've looked at. That's when it, the expected ruling is supposed to come down. Now, my take on this, <laughs> with all indication of how things are going right now in the state of the black union, niggas are going to starve. <laughs> Expound. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I'm. 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 No, I'm not being. I'm not even being silly or facetious. I'm dead serious. Niggas are gonna starve. Listen. Expound. Okay, you go to the. You go to the hood, right? Everybody mm-hmm. wants to make the parallels of the sixties, the seventies, and the fifties, right? And the forties and this, that and the other. Okay. In the forties, fifties, and sixties, you could go to a black dry cleaner. Can't find mm. many of them around no more. You could go to a black owned restaurant. And get quality food. Can't really find a bunch of them no damn more. You could go to a black-owned, um, what is that? You could go into a black-owned grocery store or corner store. You can't go to a bodega no more because, and I love Abib and them, but they, we sold them all to them. Uh, and they'll serve you rotten meat out of that fucker in a heartbeat. Uh, even in black, even in black hubs, you can't see this, right? Yeah. You, 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 how many doctors do we have? How many? When was the last time that you w- was able to go and find a black insurance agent? Not saying that, or even a black bank. And we in the city of Cleveland. Find one. Hmm. Niggas are going to starve. Because we don't have the infrastructure. No. 
We don't have the infrastructure to do a damn thing. So don't tell me about the revolution and this, that, and the other because Oprah is a billionaire. But unless you are a gay man, she don't give a shit about you black men. Straight up. You know what I mean? So we don't have the infrastructure to even take care of ourselves before we get to the Oprah Winfrey, the Will Smith, and all of those cats. We are going to starve on a grassroots level. Speaking of which, how many people can still guard? You don't know how to do that. How many black, how many, well, most people. How many people know how to how to mend and sew clothes or even make clothes besides that ugly shit that Kanye trying to put out. <laughs> yeah, he put out slave gear. Like, what, one, how do you accept the and term slave? And then three, who in their right mind want to dress like, out of all the things you can dress up as, you want to dress up as a person with no rights who get their butt beat Every day and work for free. That's what you want to dress up as. He supports that Negro supports Trump and sleeps with Kim Kardashian. He's lost uh. anyway. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, well, I'll be what do we you. have? That's true. Mm. We, what do we have? If you get, if you mm. get, you don't even know how to go get medicine out of. The cabinet in your house, not and I'm not talking about Nyquil or Dayquil or or ooh, I need some Mucinex. You don't know what combination of herbs to put together like your grandmother did. Give you give your babies a mm. hot toddy. Niggas are gonna. Yes, I do. Hey, yes, I do. Robitussin. Robitussin. cures everything. Robitussin cures I'm, cancer. It cures leprosy, <laughs> Robitussin. No, in all seriousness, though, we are going to start. <laughs> we don't have any damn thing. How many, who, now it's four people on the phone. Who can make uh-huh. a quilt between the four of us? I can. If oh, I try okay. hard enough, I can. Mm-hmm. No, I can. hold on, hold on. Okay. Are you talking about sewing or knitting? Because if if you're talking about sewing, not only can I sew, I have a two hundred dollar sewing machine in my crib. I will sew some All stuff right. up. So you can make a quilt. But what? Hey, bruh. But what, hmm? hey, bro, how are you gonna make it with the power go out? <laughs> right. There you go. Brother, hey, that's ah. why you should. That's why you should have a generator or a backup. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 The, and then, but, but you know what? Beginning, beginning to Gypsy's point, Gypsy is exactly right. One mm-hmm. thing that we lost in segregation was we lost society. So um, when I was doing the project. When I worked at, um, I was an um, education, interim, educate, interim educational coordinator at an after-school program in Queens, at Foster Lloyd. What's up? New York, Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, uh, Harlem, all that. And so what happens is we had a project where the, 
the elderly program talked to the children's program, and they exchanged information and talked about games they played and all this other kind of stuff. And it was interesting because some of the games that the kids played, some of the elderly folks actually made up. But then when they were talking mm. about, they asked a question, and this messed me up because it was the first time I thought about it. A child asked one of the elderly women, how did segregation affect how you looked at yourself and how you mm. felt about yourself? And then she was like, mm. you know, I don't get what they're talking about where <coughs> segregation broke you down. She was like, because if we were segregated, she said, everything in my neighborhood was black. The banker was black. The school was black. The principal was black. The um, the grocery store owner was black. She said, I saw everything black. She said, there was nothing I didn't see in black. She said, it wasn't until desegregation that those images left the neighborhood. She said, but when we were segregated, we had everything, and we were self-sufficient, and you never had a question of what you could be because when you walked outside, you saw the lawyers. You saw the doctors. When you went to the hospitals, you saw the black nurses and the black surgeons because those were the Hold only on. ones in your neighborhood. Hey, town, we got somebody calling in. All right. Okay. Hey, hey, you on the next chapter radio. What's good? What's up? I'm just checking you out. I'm new. New kid on the block. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, also a singing group. Uh, so <laughs> talk to us. <laughs> you know, what's your feelings about what we're talking about? I just, I just got here. What do you normally talk about? Or if you're in the middle of a point, why don't you finish it? I appreciate you taking my call and I am a talker but <laughs> well, well, see, the subject matter the subject the subject matter today is the Byron Allen case that went before the Supreme Court and how it would affect how civil rights are viewed and you know basically people with positions of color in the country and we are talking about what the conversation will be if the Supreme Court finds that being discriminatory based on ethnicity or race is okay as long as it's not the only factor, which is the point that's being argued. They're saying that, yes, Byron Allen was discriminated against. It was supported in two lower courts, but race wasn't the only consideration. And they were saying the argument that the Justice Department is saying is that the Civil Rights Clause is saying the but for is saying only. And so if there's any other reason we discriminate against you, even if race is included, it's okay, and that's what's up. So what happens if they actually find in that way what does society look like and what's the conversation you're having with your people? Why would they do that? I I thought that was They already bad. did. They already did it. In Texas, you, you, are you familiar with gerrymandering? No, I'm sorry, I'm not. Okay, so gerrymandering is when a political um, a political party they redraw district lines so it disproportionately represents them, so it breaks up the opponent's votes, so they can always stay in power. So in Texas, 
they were under an old civil rights law that says, you know, everything they do has to be monitored because they're discriminatory. And so the court recently found when they redistrict, redistrict a lot of Texas, that even though it discriminated against people based on ethnicity and race, because it wasn't intentional, it was okay. And so of the 11 um, cases that, that were brought, only one that was considered overtly egregious was changed, and the other 10 that were proven to be discriminatory along lines of race were allowed to stand because they weren't intentional. Wow. Okay. So so if they vote that way in the Byron Island case, she left? Yeah. Oh. Maybe she'd like to answer. So, but like I was getting back to Gypsy, yeah, he's right. We don't have the infrastructure, but we used to. So the question is, who's going to start that ball rolling where we're creating our own infrastructure, and how are we going to do it when, and we only got a couple minutes left in this, so we have to be quick, and how are we going to do it when any time we separate to take care of ourselves, we get questioned about why no white people are involved. Oh, she's back. Click her hand. I don't see her. I see her. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah, that's me. I didn't hang up on you. I don't know what happened. Our, it, our hey, it's, it's, it's tech, hey, this ain't like the old landlines that you got to throw them out the window to break them. I mean, anything could happen now. So, so I know, so so, I know you got to go. Can you tell me how often you're on? Oh no, you still got time. We got like we got like seven minutes, so you got about two minutes to get yours in. We're on every Monday from six to eight Pacific Standard and from nine to eleven Eastern. So, what do you think about the case? Like, what? What happens if the Supreme Court rules that racism is good and discrimination are okay as long as they're not intentional? What, what, what do we do? Well, it sounds like a crock, like saying that the popular vote and the Electoral College, you, that's exactly what they're doing with the Electoral College is evening out the vote so that the bigger states don't make the decision. This sounds as ridiculous as that. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a colonial thing. That was because, you know, when the state when when the colony was just a couple states, you know, it was about that. But now we're talking about fifty. I mean, I don't know how like you consider the territories whether they're states or not. But we have to fifty three or something. If you consider Puerto Rico and other places, it's like so. That's not even a real argument anymore. But like, what do we do in response to it if it actually happens? Like, we know it's a crock, but what do we do? Well, why don't you wait and see if it happens? I bet it won't. That's going, like, way backwards. <laughs> not good. Not a good thing to do at election time. Yeah, but it's also a $30 billion case because Byron Allen has won $20 billion against Comcast and $10 billion against the um, other one. And if the Supreme Court supports this, they got to pay him $30 billion. 
So we got to consider the money and the power involved in it. Well, and I hate to say that. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and so that's what we're talking about. But Okay. <laughs> that's what yeah. carry over. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big ball of wax because we know that rich people will sacrifice poor people and people of color for their money. Yeah, any so, people. They do it in the NFL every day. Yes, indeed. That's another one. That's another one we're going to get on. But, yeah, so what's your oh, name? Who you, and where you calling from? Where you calling from? My name is Kim, and I'm from Omaha. Wow. wow that is. <laughs> Nebraska. Yay. Yes. Yes, I I'm am. I'm giving to Nebraska. It's cold. It's, yeah, like I want to move right now, right this second. If I could float on the EMF out of here, I would go. Yes, yes. I'm a host, too, and I haven't been out cruising for a while. And you're the yeah. first show in years that I cruised into. I wish you were going to be on longer. I've been a host for eight years here. Well, oh, wow. well, keep, well, keep checking us out. You know what I'm saying? You know, will, and we, like, we're, here, we're here every Monday, and, uh, and our subject matter changes, and we do warn you, we are ignorant intellectuals. We pride ourselves in being intelligent, <laughs> but we are sometimes off the hook. So it just comes with the territory. Well, I can... <laughs> See you and raise you on that because I'm a host on Brain Injury Radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gonna we gonna hold you we gonna hold you there. We gonna see you next week, but like we got three minutes left, so we can't we can't even do our affirmations and stuff because our, our, our outro was like two minutes. So everybody, real quick, you got thirty seconds. Tell people where you're at and how to get in touch with you. You got thirty seconds. And then we cutting you off. So um, our caller, um, is, there, is there a website or anything they can reach you at if they if, if you want to get in touch with you? Inaflash.org. See, she was quick. Y'all keep that up. Mm. LT. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, hey, um, um, anything going on or how to contact you? Cleveland Heights, uh... Lenard Taylor eighty four at gmail dot com. Okay, Doctor Phil. Hey. <laughs> okay, you can get a hold of me at p Latham. That's p l a t h a m fifty dot i boomerang, and that is spelled i b u u m e r a n g dot com. All right, you can reach me at Anthony at relationshipcookbook dot com or go to relationshipcookbook dot com or therealtruegame.com. All right, Gypsy Star. <laughs> All right. Website is in progress. I'm not giving you Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, or anything like that, but you can catch me here every Monday on the D-Hour Network, on TNC Radio, taking it to the next chapter. With that, we love you, and peace. And as always, Keep your eye 
on the sparrow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> No price on your head, no, 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 don't do the crime if you can't do the time, Hey. 